episode 110. Hello, hello, you're listening to the Career Changemaker podcast. Having the courage to leave a career that you have worked hard to build and try something else can be tough. So in each episode, we dive into key career change strategies so that you have a clear understanding of what is required to transition into a new role or a new industry without feeling like you have to start at the bottom or have to take a massive pay cut because hashtag ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) If you are ready for frank and honest discussions about how to become a career change maker, keep listening. I'm your host, lawyer turned career strategist and executive coach Janine Esbrand. Are you eager to get unstuck and figure out what you would actually like to do with your career next? Have you been going around in circles trying to figure it out but getting no further forward? If so, you're going to love today's sponsor, my signature group program, the Career Clarity Academy. Changing career direction can feel overwhelming and daunting, but it doesn't have to be. In my signature program, we give you clear, step-by-step, proven processes for getting completely clear on what it is that you want to do and understanding how you can leverage your existing experience and position yourself to attract and land a dream role. To find out more, head over to lightboxcoaching.com forward slash academy. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. I am looking forward to today's episode because I get to share with you an interview that I had with an amazing career change maker who has made quite a radical career change. So often when we think about making a career move, there can be lots of resistance coming up around whether or not you can shift into a new industry and do something that's completely different. So I hope that today's interview inspires you because Louise started off in the military and she now runs her own business and it's a photography business so very different from being in the military so without further ado let's jump into our conversation so that you can learn from Louise hi Louise thank you so much for being here I'm super excited to interview you today can we start by having you just introduce yourself and tell us a bit about you Yes, Janine. Thank you so much for having me. So my name is Louise. I am based in Australia. Um, And so I run a business at the moment called Click Love Grow, where we teach online photography courses to women. So it's very online based uh, business. But I originally started out, I did 13 years in the Australian Air Force before I made that jump after having kids and started a new career. Wow. So a couple of things. Firstly, yeah. <laughs> I think you're the first, no, probably the second Australian that we've had on the okay. show. So that's awesome. And then, yeah, that's such an amazing shift. So I, someone who loves career change and helping women to figure out what it is they want to do if they're not happy in their career. And especially when people, you know, shift into motherhood and that often changes their perspective. So tell me a bit about what your life and career looked like before and then mm-hmm. what then led you to, to to change quite drastically into a new area. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's I, I didn't actually ever think I would be a career changer. I definitely joined the military thinking that is what I wanted to do with my life. And so I uh, joined the military when I was 18. I went to the military academy, the um, Defence Force Academy we have in Australia. And so I was 18, I studied there and I became an Air Force Intel officer. I worked with C-130 aircraft to begin with and large transport aircraft. And we did a lot of amazing things, lots of travel. So, you know, we would do 
our responses to natural disasters. We deployed to the Middle East, you know, worked collaboratively with other countries. It was exciting uh, and lots of training. But I actually became a mum really young. It was a little bit of a surprise. But I was about three weeks out from my second Middle East deployment. I was heading back for uh, six months. I just got engaged. I was like, right, I'm going to spend that time while I'm away planning my wedding. And then I found out I was pregnant. So that definitely was an interesting conversation with my boss because these kind of military things, you know, lots of planning and it meant that suddenly someone had three weeks notice to go to the Middle East to take my place. But it actually worked out really beautifully. You know, I, so I had my first daughter, I was only 24 and we didn't know anyone else with kids because, you know, we were surrounded by other people who had that career kind of focus and I was pretty fresh out of uni still. So it was kind of, novel and kind of fun. And I hear lots of people say they really lose themselves in motherhood. I had the opposite. I like really found myself and I found this confidence and I'm like, wow, I did that. Like I can do anything. So it was something that I really loved. We had our second daughter pretty soon after. And I stayed in the Air Force for a really long time because they were fantastically flexible. They would always post me, like if my husband was posted location you know, they would always post me as well, or we would take turns picking where we wanted to go and the other would go as well. They'd find a job. And look, I said to them, I don't want to deploy. I'm not willing to leave my kids. And they were like, no worries, that's fine. So I worked part-time for quite a while. And then my husband uh, got an opportunity in the US. So we went there for a year. He did a training course. And so I worked a little bit from home, but I was home with the kids. And I kind of got a taste of that, like, living the life at home. Um, (laughs) It was different from maternity leave because you're out of the fog of, of, you know, little babies and I was working from home. And so when we came back to Australia and I went back to work, I was like, you know what, I, I kind of want to explore this, you know, being able to work from home. And so that was kind of the spark that started it off. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because sometimes it isn't, like you said, you had no intention at the beginning, but then circumstances and then life and then totally changes and then you end yeah. up like, oh, okay, I could do this. Yeah. I also think for me too, I was a really competitive person and the military sets you up to be competitive because, you know, they, you have your peer and it's like, well, who gets promoted first? And they set all these goalposts for you. Like this is the structure of a successful career. You hit this milestone, you get this promotion, tick, tick, tick. And because I wasn't willing to leave my kids, I couldn't go and do, you know, like my six week promotion course, my eight week promotion course. I absolutely could have, but I just didn't want to leave my kids. So that was a personal choice that I made. So I started, you know, being asked to do higher level jobs, but I was never going to get promoted into them. And so it was very much a, you know, my personality was I needed that like success path and I wasn't able to balance the kind of mom I wanted to be and get the career success that I really wanted. And that too was probably one of the biggest drivers when I started my business in that process. And I could see what I was able to achieve. And I was like, you know what, this is fulfilling me in a way that my career can't fulfill me anymore and allow me to be the mom I wanted to be. So that was a really big factor as well. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So talk to me a bit then about what what um, getting started with your business was like yes. and how you translated some of that competitiveness <laughs> and, you know, that drive and ambition into actually yeah. build something amazing. 
So um, I, it's a really funny jump that I made out of the Air Force. So I started learning photography, you know, like lots of mums do. You get a camera and you want to take great photos of your kids. Um, but I kind of saw that as a, a business opportunity. So when I came back to Australia, I was taking photos of kids and families. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to try this out a little bit. I'm going to start charging. And that was great. I could kind of see that as an opportunity. And, you know, people were asking me and people were booking me. But I think it was that competitive list a little bit. And I was like, you know what, how can I really make this work? You know, how can I really stand out and do something different? So I had seen in the US that boudoir photography was really popular and there weren't really many people in Australia doing it. And I started to hear that whole niching, that word about, you know, you've got a niche, you've got to find like something that is different. And so I started doing boudoir photography and that was what really allowed me to create a successful business because it was totally different. Um, I was able to create an offering that people were really excited about and I could charge those higher end pricing because it was a more, you know, like higher value experience for clients to have and beautiful albums. And I would, uh, I did brides and, you know, brides are, are, you know, that, that one time in your life where you kind of invest a little bit more or I would do military partners so they could make these beautiful albums and send them overseas. So. I think for me, it was that, like, I wasn't happy just to be the same as all the other photographers. I had to find that thing to kind of be a little bit different. And that allowed me to, you know, grab a pocket in the market that really worked well. If you want to hear from more changemakers who have expertly navigated the world of work, I recommend you listen to Fixable, a podcast from TED. No matter where you are in your career, host Harvard professor Francis Fry and leadership coach Anne Morris can help you tackle your biggest work problems, from dealing with a gaslighting boss to navigating a soulless job. Their conversations with master fixers and call-in listeners will provide you with honest, practical advice on how to quickly navigate pressing work issues. Find Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, that's so good. I think that 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 focus on being different is so, so helpful in business, but I think it's also helpful in careers. So if you're, you know, if you're looking for a new role or you're trying to, um, to land a new position or go for promotion, focusing on how you're different and how you add value is the thing that really moves the needle. And then in business, it's like, if, if you can easily show how you're different and the marketplace can see that it's so much easier to grow. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was fun <laughs> to do something a little bit different. Yeah. And then you moved from that to doing, so yeah, so you'd started with that and then you've moved, shifted again. <laughs> I did. So I think it was, I'd started my business. It's almost, I don't know, I feel a little bit guilty of tick, done that. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that comes from military because in the military, you get posted every couple of years, you move every couple of years. So there's always transition. There's always like the next thing. So um, even in our personal lives, we find it a little bit hard to settle in one place before mm-hmm. getting those itchy feet. So that was very much that was happening. I had grown the business. It was a lot of work still. Um, and my husband was starting to get job offers overseas and we, we wanted to like move again and explore and travel, especially while the kids, 
you know, we're still young-ish. So I was looking at this business and I was like, you know what, if we move, I have to start all over in a new location. And even if we move somewhere, it's not going to be forever. So when I was um, studying marketing for to grow my business, I discovered this online world. It was totally new to me. Um, and I saw other people running online courses. And I thought, you know what, that would be perfect because no matter where we move, I'm going to be able to you know, work from home and take it with me. Uh, so at the time, I was definitely suffering from the whole, well, who am I to teach photography? I've only been doing it a few years. You know, There's all these other professionals. They're going to judge me. I think we all have that, right? Like the <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And so one of you know one of the reasons i started um with my beginner photography course there was absolutely a market there i was looking at courses online i was like you know if a friend came to me and said lou i just want to learn how to use my camera like where can i go there was nowhere i could send them there were all these advanced type courses people could do like become a wedding photographer or you know advance these skills but there was no like go here very beginning I'll teach you to take great photos of your kids. So that was one part of it. But the other part of it was like, well, maybe this is all I should teach because, you know, I'm not like a 10-year professional like these other people. So that was the part that I didn't admit. You know, the part that I did admit was like, oh, this was the, the opportunity in the market. But I've got to say, you know, we're still teaching that course seven years later. Wow. It really resonated with people. And yeah, so I just put it out there into the world. And I think in our first launch, we sold like 128 places. It was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was really exciting. So that was really fun. And so we have, you know, consistency has been really important. I've had to overcome that natural urge to change things mm-hmm. and to <laughs> try other things. Um but yeah, we're still teaching that course. We've obviously expanded our offerings since then, but that was the reason why I made the jump. It was so our family would have that flexibility to be able to travel and the online world does that. Yeah, that make, it makes it so so accessible and just it means that you can do whatever you want if you, as long as you've got your laptop and an internet connection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm really fascinated. Like I take so many photos of my children all the time with my phone. Um, oh, there you go. <laughs> any like quick tips that you can share with us around like how, how best to take those photos yes. in a yes. way that's going to be good because okay, some of so do you have some nice easy tips too. So, and these apply even if you're using your phone. So the first one is get down to your kid's eye level. Like as parents, we have this real habit of like taking all the photos from where we are standing. So we're always kind of like looking down on them. And so they end up at funny angles or we don't capture all their expressions. So a really simple tip for better photos is like literally get down to their eye level. So you're either looking at them or you're seeing what they're playing with. That's a really fun one to try. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's always the simple things that have big impact. Uh, The next one is, and again, we all get really guilty of this, is, you know, we're looking at our our kid or whatever the subject is, and we're taking the photo. We don't actually look what's going on behind them. So for me, it was always like there'd be laundry hanging over the back of the chair or like toys spread everywhere. And there's so much clutter in the photo that the subject actually gets lost. You don't notice them. So if you want to create a gorgeous photo with impact, either just like reposition them a little bit so that there's a plane, you know, something behind them or just move things out of the way a little bit. And by doing that really simply, again, you can take a portrait that has way more impact because you're just focusing in on the subject. And then my next tip is lighting is usually the thing that 
you know, gets us the most. So really bad lighting, harsh shadows. So just find nice soft light. And one of the best places to take photos in your house is actually your front door. So if you open the front door, your kids are sitting in the doorway and you're a little bit outside, that's going to be like the nicest light you'll find. Oh so my goodness. That is a good tip. I can like start implementing tomorrow. Um, and this is how I know that you are like super passionate about what you do because you were talking, talking, talking. And as soon as I said, give me some tips, you're like, oh, okay, I'll give you yeah. some. <laughs> That's how so you know you love what you do. Um, I do. So good. So what have been some of the challenges that you faced with, you know, growing a business mm. while raising a family and working from home? I know like right now, <laughs> people are forced to be working from home with their children when they're not used to it. You know, if people are yes. in, in lockdown right now as we're recording this and, you know, it's challenging. And I know for many mums who are homeschooling mums, they're kind of like, this is just what we do every day. And everyone else is yeah. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> how do you do it? <laughs> Look, so, I must admit, my husband has been working from home and I've definitely been like, see, see what I put up with. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> so, I mean, I love working from home, but the, you know, there has been definitely a lot of challenges. I guess when I started out, my kids, I have quite a um, big age gap between my kids, my daughters. I have two daughters who are 12 and 13, and then I have a four-year-old boy. And I've got to say, my girls were very easy. And I know that now because I have a four-year-old boy who (laughs) is a four-year-old boy. Um, (laughs) But look, I've always had help. And so this has been a really big thing. So when the girls were little, while we were both in the Air Force and traveling, we've never lived near family. We've never had any family support. And so um, we had all pairs when the girls were little. So we would have a lot of girls from um, Europe who would come out and stay with us. And it worked out, you know, I think more cost effectively than childcare for a couple of kids. And it just meant we had that extra support in the house. So when I was really... Um, growing like the the photography business and transitioning to online, I had au pairs living with us and I don't know what I would have done without that. So that, you know, was really helpful disclosure. I didn't do it all by myself. And then when I was in the US, one of the biggest challenges for me was when I was, we moved to the US, I found out I was pregnant. And um, when I was 30 weeks pregnant, my dad back in Australia was diagnosed with terminal cancer. So I literally grabbed my kids, hopped on a plane and flew back to Tasmania. So not even where we'd come from, it was in a different state, moved in with my parents while my husband stayed in the US. So my poor kids had been to three different schools. When we got to Tasmania, I couldn't leave again because I was 30 weeks pregnant. So I was like, well, I have to stay now, you know, until after I have the baby. So I put my kids in another school, which they weren't particularly happy about, but thank goodness they're military kids. So they were, you know, little troopers. So that was a really challenging time, like personally. Mm. And I had my business. And I think I was grateful for my business because it gave me something to do and it was a distraction. But even after moving back to, you know, after my baby was born, said goodbye to my dad and he passed away, like that was a whole tumultuous period that I had to navigate, you know, and really find a team to help me so that, you know, things could keep running and things could stay um, consistent in my business. And um, I think team is a really like one of the things that has allowed me to, to, you know, grow my business because I physically can't do it all. That was a period that highlighted it to me. But then as you get bigger and bigger, you know, you just can't, like you can't do it emotionally because when you're launching different products or you're 
always selling, like it's really hard to maintain the energy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having a team helps to do that. And I also think working at home, it can get a little bit like I get distracted. Of course I do. You know, I'm like, oh, I better just go and do this or I'll go and have lunch with Jenny or <laughs> my best friend is English, by the way. Oh, me, Jenny. yeah. <laughs> and my husband too, actually. He um, grew up in England. Oh, which part? Australia. In Birmingham. Oh, he was born okay. in Burton upon Trent. I only know that because I always see it on forms I have to fill out. <laughs> Does he have a Birmingham accent then? No. So he, I think he was about 15 when he and his brother moved out. And they, I think they lost it within the first week because oh. they said they went to a high school, like in, in Brisbane, Australia, and there were these two boys with Brummie accents. And they're like, no, this is not going to work. <laughs> um, but yeah, so having a team, it just helps with being at home because I can check in. I can be like, okay, get me back on track. This is what we're focusing on when you start to wander a little bit. And I still have help. So my older kids are in school. My youngest son finally started kindy, but I definitely had a nanny a few days a week to just help, like, you know, do some loads of washing, provide emotional support for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that's, I think they're the, they're the biggest things. Getting a team, And, you know, just getting help where you need it. Because if you are at home with kids all the time, like you just have to be realistic about what you can get done. Yeah, 100%. I've been saying that a lot recently. It's like, this isn't realistic for me to do all this work and have these kids. (laughs) And also I'm up doing this now. It's 5.30 in the morning, which is perfect because I'm not worried about my kids running in. (laughs) Right. And I'm doing this at 9pm because my kids are sleeping. (laughs) both ends of the day so if there's someone who's listening who's kind of contemplating making a career change what advice would you give them as someone who has gone gone through that kind of transition and decided to do something of your own so I totally get that it's really hard um when I was leaving the military it almost felt like a security blanket like I couldn't let go of and if you've been in a career for a long time or in an industry for a long time it can feel really scary leaving because you know, you, you have that sense of security around it. So the, a couple of things really helped me. Um, the first one was, and I don't know if this is possible for everyone, but I gave myself a set period and I set benchmarks. So when I was making the transition, I gave myself six weeks cause I had long service leave. So I took some long service leave and I was like, right, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to focus just on my business. And if I can hit these benchmarks, you know, like $10,000 or however much money, I'll know that I'm safe. That's like the, that's the safe way. The other thing that really, really helped me, because I was definitely at that breakout, you know, that breakdown point where you have the meltdown, you start Mm -hmm. having the anxiety attacks, like you're trying to do all the things and freaking out. And I read this quote and it's really, I can't find the quote. I can't remember it. So it doesn't sound eloquent and beautiful, (laughs) but basically it said, you have to burn your bridges in order to succeed on the other side. Because if you've got a safety net, you're not going to have that fire in your belly to make it happen. And I was like, I have to burn my bridges. I have to make a clean break and I just have to be out there hustling. Otherwise I won't get it done. So that really, really helped me. I love that. It's like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to do it. And the thing (laughs) is, I know that for a lot of people, it is scary to make that shift. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, I mean, you can always go back to doing what you were doing before or do something. There's no, 
any decision that you make is not final, right? You can always change your mind. You can always shift. And I think when you're in something for a long time, it's hard to see that part. You kind of just think like you're making this big jump. And if it goes wrong, like everything's going to go to pot. And it's not the case. Absolutely. And I think that's actually a really powerful thing to learn in business because sometimes you can be scared to try, but business really is all about test. I like, this is a funny military saying, but we always say test and adjust and it's to do with your weapon system. <laughs> like, rapids, test and adjust. But in business, I talk about it in marketing all the time, like try stuff, test it and adjust it, test it and adjust it. Always be like measuring the data you know, going with your gut, seeing what works. But it's very much like I'm not running my business now the same as I was seven years ago, you know, and next year I won't be running it the same as what I'm running it now because there is no, this is it, it's done, it's finished. You're always evolving and trying and growing. And I think that's one of the fun things about business as well. Yeah, absolutely. Such a journey. So, oh, so good. Um, (laughs) It's been great hearing from you. So if people want to learn more about your business and are interested in photography and taking better pictures of their kids, where should they go and how can they connect with you? Yes, totally. So we have a free mini photography course with lots of fun little tips like the one I told you before, but, you know, described a little bit longer. Um, But basically head to clicklovegrow.com. You'll see that there. Or if you want to follow us on Instagram, we have so many beautiful, inspiring photos taken by our community. That's at Instagram backslash clicklovegrow. Awesome. So I will put the links to those in the show notes. And I really appreciate you being here today. It's been awesome hearing about your journey. And yeah, hopefully we'll stay connected. And I'll speak to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Janine. How awesome was Louise? It was so good to hear her journey. And I love those tips that she gave in terms of taking pictures of your little ones. If you are a parent, I hope you are taking those on board uh, because I think they're going to be game changer. But generally, it was just great to hear her just share the decisions that she made and the motivations for the decisions that she made and where she has ultimately ended up and how she's able to have a different career and that career is providing her with so much joy and she's passionate about it in this season of her life. So I hope that you're inspired that even if you have grown a career and you've been in it for a period of time, there's no reason why you can't shift and do something else. Now, if you want to connect with Louise, I'm going to put the links to her website and uh, where you can find her in the show notes. So head over to the show notes for today's episode and you'll be able to check those out. All right, that's all from me today. I will be back with you very, very soon. Until then, keep moving towards your career goals. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Changemaker podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to let me know what your biggest takeaway has been. So head over to Instagram, tag me at Career Changemaker and let me know your thoughts. What did you like most about today's episode? I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, keep working towards your career goals and we will speak very, very soon.